It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Speaking of NIL, Bill, NIL is great. It gives fans opportunities like ordering drive through chicken nuggets from a functioning alcoholic quarterback. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, Stetson Bennett got into the pappies a little bit. And it was 6 a.m. And he was knocking on doors. And the cops came. And Stetson Bennett's going to be okay. Any guy that can take a straight plug out of a 23-year-old bottle of Pappy's is a friend of mine. Actually, it could be aged more than that, right? That's just the date on there. Jim and Jupiter, Mario Cristobal has a mess on his hands, paying enormous amounts of money for coordinators and players that can't bust a grape. Well, uh, yeah, but but John Ruiz is also spending a lot of money down there, right? Let me ask you this. If, if and this is an angle I don't think we've really gotten into here on the show. If you are a big money guy, you're part of the collective at a school. Doesn't matter what school. And you're working hard, man. You're raising money. You're pumping your money in there, too. you got lots of money. You're putting your money in there, too. And several years go by, and nothing's happening. Meaning you're, you're spending your money. You're getting people. You're getting players. But it's just not developing. It's for whatever reason on the field. And let's say you've already run through a coach. You're on another coach, and it's not working. At what point does your collective die? Have we thought that one out, too? Have we even discussed that angle? What if your school has a pretty muscular collective? These are dudes that just love State U. They just love their school. And they are from money. They've got money, and they're also getting money. They're, they know their buddies are money people, too. They're getting money. At what point do you get tired of it? I've spent my money, and we've been through several years of this, and nothing good is happening. Yeah, we're getting people. People are coming. We've got the money. We're giving them. We're paying them. At what point do you say, you know what, I don't want any part of this, and a chunk of your collective, which is a good chunk of money, is now gone? What do you do then? Just just wondering. 
could that happen? Now, we're not deep enough. We're still in the embryonic stages of this whole mess. So we're not deep enough to have that happen yet. But it will at some point. Topwater assassin who had just called in, he was talking about Kevin Steele, said, speaking of paying unproven freshmen, and this goes back to we were talking earlier about the Jaden Rashada story, which keeps in the news, stays in the news. Andy Staples had a story, if you didn't see it, and it says he was promised 500k at signing for his contract, two, three, four hundred thousand a month in money, sophomore, freshman, junior, senior years. He had to do things like signings, post some on Instagram. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of work for that kind of money. Anyways, he never got any of it. And it did read in the contract that they could cancel it at any time, which they did. Two weeks before signing day, they did. Stopwater Assassin, speaking of paying unproven freshmen, what kind of conversation would you have with a radio station if they paid a former Titans player with no radio experience three times what they pay you? Um, in my case, I don't think I would care. I don't I don't think I would. Um I just I mean you gotta understand my, my situation is is I'm independent, um, per se. So I don't, it's not like, no, I don't think I would care. Now, that brings up a different topic. A lot of these radio stations throughout the country have started the last 10 years, five years, hiring ex-athletes just because they have a name. The problem with that is if they don't have any skill, it doesn't work. So you're overpaying for it. A lot of these guys aren't skilled at all to do it. And frankly, they don't give a rip. They don't keep up with stuff. They played it. They were good at it. They made a lot of money doing it. They don't really care about obsessing over it, being on social media, reading up on some team. They're just not into that. Most players are like that. They're not junkies. When it comes to, I'm done personally playing the sport. Now I'm just going to be a fanboy. Most players don't like that, okay? They're not into that. They're not watching and keeping up with everybody's recruiting class and wondering what the depth chart looks like and debating who the quarterback ought to be. They just don't really care. Now, they may watch the games casually, but they just don't emotionally, like fans do, ride the waves and the ups and downs of it. They just don't. The ones that you see on TV are the exception. And some of those get hired just because it's good money, and you can tell they're not at all knowledgeable about the game, other than they played it. But I'm talking about who's on various teams and all of that kind of stuff, that kind of knowledge. They can give you the X's and O's, sure. But just as far as the knowledge of the individuals on each team and all that, you can tell these guys get hired. They get paid a lot of money to be on ESPN or whatever. You can tell really early they don't know a thing. 
So the ones that do get hired sometimes still fall into that category. They do it because the money's so good, it's worth doing it. They pay them so much. That wouldn't happen in radio. Not, not, now, you could hire somebody that's not any good at it, but it wouldn't be crazy money. No. No, that 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 would not happen. But no, I don't think I would care. It's probably happened. All the places I've been, you, you think everybody got the same deal at SiriusXM? You know they were paying Mad Dog, and they gave him his own channel. This is fifteen years ago, probably three million a year. Fifteen years ago. I don't know what he's getting now. Does he still have his channel? I know he's doing all that ESPN stuff now. But, yeah, they were paying him back then. We traveled to Fort Lauderdale. Now, he's coming down from New York, and I'm in the 615. But he actually is a really nice guy. Now, I know he's got that persona on TV. And he's a screamer, and he's an interrupter and all that. That's kind of a shtick. He's good at that. Yeah, I mean, he's good. I don't like that kind of stuff, but he's really good at it. But being down there with him for the Orange Bowl, very nice dude. Doesn't know college sports at all. Tries to act like he does. But, again, I think he's a good guy. No, he's a good guy. They were paying him, and this is about 07, 08, $3 million a year. And they gave him a channel. And I assume that number probably went up. I don't know how long his contract was. But back then he was making, I know for sure, $3 million. We get down there to Fort Lauderdale, and you know what he does? Schedules tennis lessons. Seriously. No, tennis, I could have given him tennis lessons. So when he wasn't on the air or getting ready for the show, he was he, some pro down there was uh, – he was paying this guy by the hour for tennis lessons. Got that kind of money, man. <laughs> uh, no Kev up in Chicago. Bill, my prediction for Brian Ferentz gets him fired this year, and then Miami hires him. <laughs> so Brian Ferentz, if you missed the story earlier, had his contract amended. Offensive coordinator, Iowa, Brian Ferentz, son of Kirk Ferentz, the head coach. And they dock him 50K. So instead of making 900K, he's making 850. So they drop him down to 850. And there's also wording, language in the contract that says they got to average 25 points a game. And the team has to win seven games. Now, again, that last part, he doesn't have total control of the points he does. And I don't think I was looking at it. I don't think it says it's got to be offensive points. So he could be gifted some points from that stout defense. And that defense is good, really good. And get credit for that, too. But. It's got to be 25 a game or I, I think they're setting it up. Because, obviously, Dad's not going to fire him. That ain't happening. So, Gary Barta, who is the AD there and the lawyers, whoever wrote up that contract, they're setting that up as a defined 
line in the sand. Now, let's put it this. Let's say Iowa next year is similar. They're really stout on defense. And offensively, they're, again, I mentioned it, like watching a turtle race a sloth. That's their offense. And they do not meet the 25 PPG requirement. Kirk Ferentz, who's been making, now Kirk got that job when in 99. So he's been there 23, 24 years. He's probably made 75 plus million dollars during that stretch. I may be way under, too. You think he would quit based on that? I don't know. The money's. Again, he's Kirk's in his 60s. Money's not an object, but it's still really good money coming in. What's Kirk making now? Seven, eight million? Somebody can correct me on that. Griff, when we continue, Omni Nashville Hotel. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. 
every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The arena of ideas is now open for your telephonic interactions. 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. through the game every time or do you usually come back oh no griff yet no griff sorry about that i wasted a perfect intro on griff anyways we'll chase him down l dog in peachtree city georgia bill nepotism bowl today council bluffs at two o'clock bobby and jeff bowden versus kirk and brian ferentz That would be good, the the nepotism bowl. Uh, I don't know. Now, which which Bobby Belden team? If it's going to be Bobby's best team or best teams against Kirk's best teams, probably not going to be a fair fight. Even with Jeff Bowden slopping around calling plays. I don't. I don't give the Ferrans as much of a shot there. Now, now, could it, what about a couple of years ago? What year would it have been during the lost decade? Depends. No, I, I know what you mean. No, I'm. I, I know what you mean because Jeff was not the coordinator on those really good superstar teams that he had prior. Mike Griffith with us, AJC's Dog Nation, and Griff. I know they had the most. The uh, Senior Bowl down in Mobile on Saturday. Do you usually stay through the game or do you come back? Uh, I stayed through the game this year because Georgia had a couple of playmakers in there uh, with Kenny and um, Chris Smith. It, it wasn't a real eventful game. There were a lot of field goals. I mean, it's kind of hard for these teams to put much of an offense together in three practices. So, uh, but, but I stuck around this year just for it was fun. It was a nice, beautiful day for football. So, I enjoyed that. Got to see a lot of people, a lot of catch up with a lot of friends from Alabama. Including the Georgia kids. Did anybody in the SEC stand out? Anybody jump out at you? Not really. Um, no, I mean, it's it's pretty evenly matched. I mean, you, you know, you get these guys in these one-on-one situations in the drill work. You know, I think, um, <clears throat> I think you know, Kenny looked good carrying the ball. Uh, I thought the Tulane running back was, was explosive in the open field. Not really a running back. He can't pass protect to save his life. 
but the guy could catch passes and looked explosive. Uh, Kenny looked good all around, broke a 65-yard run into practice. Um, but not not really. I mean, there wasn't anybody that, you know, just – I think Ohio State, the, the guy, Dwan, I mean, Dwan Jones, big six foot eight, 360-pound guy, just massive. Um, just his size alone was kind of impressive. I don't know how well he moves, but I'm sure he'll get drafted, you know, in the in, – probably the first two or three rounds based on that size. But other than that, I mean, there was nothing that was, you know, really awe-inspiring. I heard Darnell Wright. Didn't he look pretty good, the tackle from Tennessee, somebody said? Yeah, and the drill work, yeah, I mean, he did, you know, he did fine. Um, You know, again, it wasn't like, you know, last – it seemed like last year there were guys that, you know, Jermaine Johnson jumped out, Devontae Wyatt. I didn't see anybody that impressive. Uh, this year, personally, I, I wasn't watching a whole lot of the defensive line in full transparency, um, but I did hear that he he did well. You know, most of those guys improved their stock, just in the sense that the teams, you know, are around them and and get to see how they interact and they know these guys want to play. I mean, just being there, showing up for what? What do they say? Showing up is is half a life, right? Just showing up to the job interview, I think, um, is a good first step for a lot of these guys. Mike Griffith with us, AJC's Dog Nation. Question here on Twitter. Want your thoughts on Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele as the coordinators at Alabama? Yeah, I mean, I think they're fine hires. I mean, it's going to come down to the team chemistry. Both those guys can coach. You know, Tommy Reese is a guy from the Brian Kelly camp, and obviously LSU took over the West last year. They beat Alabama. They won the SEC West division. They've got both their quarterbacks coming back. Brian Kelly looks to have some momentum going. Um, you know, Alabama is, you know, shaken, right? You replace both your coordinators. You lose your best offensive player in Bryce. You lose your best defensive player in Will. I know there's a lot of five stars floating around, but, you know, a lot has to shake out. It's a big off season at Alabama. I think Kevin Steele is, is a really solid hire. I mean, he's a veteran coach. He's been there. He's done it. He's won big games. Um, he knows football back and forth. Uh, and then Tommy Reese, you know, like I said, he's, you know, kind of institutional knowledge from Brian Kelly. Um, I think I remember covering him. I think they played Michigan State in a 2013 game in South Bend. There were like five fan of pass interferences. Otherwise, Michigan State might have gone undefeated and won the national title that was their only loss that year. Um, but, but you know, strikes me as an as a impressive young coach, and he'll have more to work with at Alabama than he did at Notre Dame. Oh, I, and I just thought of this because you were talking about when you went back and you were covering Sparty up there. Were you covering that little Giants fake uh Touchdown at the end. No, of the that game. was after me. That was that, or no, that was right before I got up there. That was Dan Tokyo against Notre Dame. Right. Um, I got up there for the uh, 2012 gotcha. Le'Veon Bell season, and then uh, 2013 was the Rose Bowl. Mike Griffith with us. Okay, now I don't know if you said this, but Georgia Dog down on the Emerald Coast said you were on a radio station, and again, you're on lots of radio stations, so I don't know which one it was. Said you said that Georgia Tech was the toughest game on Georgia's schedule. Yeah, well, I mean, it got taken out of context. That's I mean, I, I, it's a tough game because it's a trap game. It's between right. Tennessee and the SEC championship game. You know, to me, that that's that, it's a tough game. You're playing a rival school on the road between Tennessee, which is probably going to decide the East, and the SEC title game. Oh, so you're talking about the you know, season coming tough up? Doesn't necessarily translate to close, right? You, so, you weren't talking about this last season, then. I'm talking about next season. Okay. 
I, I, see, I didn't have the context of it. I didn't know. Yeah, so you're, well, you're that's talking what about, I mean. When, when you know, right. that's that's you know part of why, like, you know, and I appreciate that you don't do that, but a lot of interviews you do, people. Sure. You know, take a piece out of it and they don't put full context around it because, you know, they want a wild Twitter. And then, you know, before long, you know, and I don't need to give me examples of that, but there's plenty of people that do it. Um, sure. and, and that's one of the hazards of me doing a lot of media. You know, I do it because I, I like to share opinions and people invite me on and and uh, and yeah, I give my opinions. But, you know, unfortunately, you know the people that do the tweets for the stations aren't necessarily the people hosting. They can be producers. They can be interns. They can be people just don't know what the hell they're doing. And they take things out of context. Mike Griffith with us. Yeah. Because if you look at the schedule, which we've discussed Griff, there may not be a tough game (laughs) next year. I mean, maybe there's a Missouri that pops up that got tough this last year, but on paper it doesn't look like Here's the question. Here's the question. Are we going to give South Carolina any respect? I mean, South Carolina beat Tennessee, and they beat ACC champion Clemson. And Tennessee beat ACC Clemson and Alabama last year. Are we, are we going to treat the Tennessee game like a team that beat the ACC champion in Alabama, or are we going to view it as, you know, uh, the old Tennessee, you know, Derek Dooley, Tennessee? You know, everybody, you know, South Carolina has Spencer Rattler coming back from a team that beat Clemson and Tennessee. Are we going to give South Carolina credence as a – you know, and oh, by the way, those teams from the West really aren't that good. You know, we talk all this smack about Texas A&M, but they were crap last year. That was a bad football team. I don't care how many five stars or how much you're paying Jimbo. A&M was a terrible football team last year. So why are we talking about them like they're something? They're nothing. What did Ole Miss do? They won their first seven eight, and then they lost, what, five out of six? So how great was Ole Miss when you got right? Arkansas, as much as I love Sam Pittman, and I do, they weren't exactly premium hog material last year. So in South Carolina and Tennessee, we're awful doggone good. Um, you point out Missouri. I mean, Missouri played Georgia closer than anybody in the SEC did. So, you know, the old, you know, West is better, you know, to me, it's, you know, it's somewhat antiquated. You know, I mean, LSU was the West champs. Um, pretty sure Tennessee pounded them in Baton Rouge. So, so why are we talking up the West? And, well, you know, if you look at the last 10 years, Bill, we don't care about the last 10 years. The last 10 years don't matter. What matters is now and who you have on your team now. You know, that's, that's what Alabama fans are having trouble keep, you know, keeping the grips with. Well, if you look what Saban's done, yeah, over the last 20 years, you know, since 2007, that's great. But last year they lost two games with a team that should have been in the playoff. He, they did a really bad job coaching that team. They did a really bad job. There's no way they should have lost to LSU and Tennessee. But they were coached poorly. And that, don't get mad at me for, for calling the elephant out um, because that's just the truth. So is Alabama going to be better? I don't know. I like the hires. But, but don't, don't start telling me about three and four years. I don't care. I don't care about three and four years. Pittsburgh Steelers used to be a good NFL team. I don't care about what used to be. You've got to deal in the reality of now, Bill. Jeff, too, wants to know if Jeremy Pruitt or Jeremy Pruitt's thoughts on Kevin Steele getting hired at Tennessee. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't ask him. I don't know. And, I haven't talked to Jeremy in a couple of weeks. I mean, he's, you know, trying to, you know, I think finish up some things with the NCAA at Tennessee, get on with his life, if, you know. And, um, I mean, he's been out two years. I don't know how long they want to hold the guy hostage. 
I mean, to me, it's crazy. When you go into California and scale up to what five or six hundred dollars in merchandise, and nobody does anything. But if you're a football coach that gives some mom money for a hip replacement, they're going to keep you out of the game for two years. <laughs> what a what a world! What a world we're in, Bill. Also wants to know if you think Alabama will bring him in as an analyst. I don't know. I have no. Again, I don't know. I mean, this is this stuff. You know. You know. My conversations with Jeremy were about football and. You know, I guess I would explain something and how it works in the media just to kind of give you the behind-the-curtains look. You know, when you have the relationships, you know, like I had with Jeremy, it's his, you know, media guy to football coach. And, and yeah, you know, I I met his wife a couple of times uh, when I was covering him. She was on the field in 2017 after they won the national title, and I was uh, interviewing him, and she was next to him. And then I ran into her once in Knoxville at a function. But, But it's not like you get cozy with these people. You know, you don't, I, I've never been to Jeremy's house. I never went to Butch Jones' house. I've never been to Kirby Smart's house. I don't know these people know these people. I know them from a professional standpoint. And when I have off-the-record conversations, it's, it's, it only goes so far. It goes into maybe their real thoughts on, on another coach or a perspective on a player. Or what did you really think about the game kind of thing. But as far as Jeremy's you know, interpersonal dealings with, with his lawyer – in the case with Tennessee, you know, I don't have any more knowledge than most people probably that you could get in a public records request. I've got a perspective. I know how he feels about it. And I know he, he loves football and he likes helping kids and wants to coach. But beyond that, he, he really didn't have anything to say. I mean, he didn't, you know, it's, it's, it's just business. You know, I don't think people understand for Jeremy with Tennessee and uh, it's a business transaction. All right, he went there. He did his best. It didn't work out. You know, there were violations. Um, there were people responsible. Some that have been identified. Others that you know haven't been publicly identified. He just wants to move on with his career. But I don't keep up with him on a daily basis, and 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 try to get involved because that's not you know that's that's none of my business. You know, he was on my podcast every week to talk about football and reflect on Kirby and Nick and and the SEC and. He did a great – and he enjoyed it, and it was good for him, I think. It was great for the Georgia fans who got to watch him every week. So, But all this other stuff, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, dig into people's personal lives like that, not, not for something like this. This was more of a um, – you know, just like you, Bill. I mean, you know, I've been doing radio with you eight years, but, you know, it's not like I know what your, your favorite lunch dish or your favorite dessert is. What Nathan is it, in Detroit. We got about a what, what is your favorite dessert, by the way? Um, lemon pie with okay, graham cracker crust. Right. Yeah, yeah. got to have graham cra- cracker crust with it. Um, Nathan in Detroit says, can you ask Griff, and he's a big Michigan fan, I believe, but ask Griff who he thinks the front runner is a quarterback for Georgia. Well, it's Carson Beck. I mean, he's been there the longest. He was next man up this year if anything was going to happen. Um, Brock Vandegrift had a really good spring last spring. Um, now, if Todd Munkin leaves, and, and that's still a possibility, we don't know. He's had a couple of interviews at a couple of places. Um, you know, everything, you know, it's like throwing a deck of cards up in the air. You start all over again. The next guy comes in, and, and what is he going to want? Now, you know, Carson is probably the most NFL ready guy. Kind of reminds me a lot of Eric Ainge back in the day. Um, you know, tall, strong arm, athletic. I wouldn't call him a runner, but he's very mobile. Um, so if you Tennessee fans that remember Eric's game, I think Carson reminds me of that. Um, but he's, he's an NFL, he's an NFL type. Uh, you know, Vandegrift, 
probably, um, you know, um, you know, more of a he can really run. I mean, Vandergriff can can run and he can run over some folks. Um, he's got a good arm. Um, I haven't seen enough to know about. Uh, you know, his game management. I know his leadership off the field is impeccable. I mean, this is a super quality guy uh, that's going to be coaching or running the company someday. Um, just one of those guys that, you know, uh, Boy Scout kind of guy, Eagle Scout kind of guy. Just very, very, very impressive person. And, and same with Stockton. You know, Stockton to me is a, a bigger, better, stronger version of, of Stetson. Um, more developed coming in than Stetson was at this point in his career. Obviously, Stetson left a pretty accomplished guy, but, you know, Stockton's a little bigger, a little stronger, um, you know, but runs, makes plays off the run, um, heady player, um, and and probably a little bit more coached up than, than obviously than Stetson was when he entered with the walk-on. So they got three really capable guys. Griff, good stuff, man. See you next week. All right, appreciate it, Bill. Get some lemon pie. <laughs> Griff. Checks in on Tuesdays. Irritating questions are good. So when you send them to me, like Georgia Dog was trying to get that one all stirred up. I could just tell. Griff, did you say Georgia Tech is the toughest? I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know if he meant the game they just played this year or which was like early on, kind of contested and then turned into a blowout, which it should be, or if it was the next season, the season coming up, 23, I didn't even know. It was the ref. What station is that in Georgia? I don't know. I don't know. Romney Nashville Open. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Ad paid for by Anthem Tax Services. Attention, if you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems, end all collections, and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-240-4917 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-240-4917. That's 800-240-4917. Again, 800-240-4917. 
golfers. Tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I gotta <laughs> tell you something. It kind of self—it's kind of a self-embarrassing story. I'm just hanging out with my mom, and she's watching my 600-pound life. Great show. The woman was 670 pounds, and her boyfriend—I'm like, no way. Looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The home of commitments and other stuff. The Bill King Show. and Elston Place because regular season Rick's coming to town to take on Peabody. You, you want to go eat some tuna sashimi with me, Bill? Are you coming? <laughs> I got a, I got an offer on the table. An old college buddy told me I've got a seat in the a slot in his passenger seat if I want to ride shotgun. I don't know. I'm mulling it over. Now, that's tomorrow, right? Wednesday. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Little, I'll be little watching. Samurai sushi. Little, 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 little sake and Dickel 12. I wonder, I wonder if there's any Dickel 12 on the Samurai Sushi menu there, Bill. I have not had sake, which I only want warm. Like, they, they bring it heated up when you're at the hibachi place or the sushi yeah. place. That is good. It's got to be cold yeah, weather, too. Now, now Bill, I've, I like warm sake, too, but everything I've been told is is they warm it up to conceal it because it's, it's natty light in sake form. The good stuff served cold. Oh, I did not so know that. that. Yeah, it's my understanding the reason it's really good on a winter night and all that, but it's my understanding the reason they serve sake warm is to conceal how bad it is. Oh. That's, that's, that, they put the right gut and serve it warm. Warm it up uh, to, I guess, it fools your taste buds or something. A trick I did not know about. Did yeah, I'm pretty sure that. bank counters can verify that, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Okay. Hey, Bill, uh, listening to Griff there um, got me thinking just a little bit. You know, Bill, I'm a little surprised the Rattler's back. I know you don't watch the NFL a whole lot or at all. I guess you watch the Super Bowl, but um, tons of teams needing quarterbacks. I think they're saying there are 13 franchises in the NFL that are quarterback hungry, as they term it. 
And um, I understand Rattler came back maybe with a mid mid range third third fourth round draft pick. And he's probably thinking he can he can do a lot better than that with one more year. But and I wonder too about NIL. I wonder, do you have any idea what kind of NIL NIL money he's getting? He might be getting so much money out of Beamer, he might just want to sit around and cash a seven figure check for a year. I don't know what he's getting. No. I mean, you stop, and that kind of leads me into my second thing, Bill. Um, have you read this athletic uh, piece on uh, Rashada? Yeah, we talked about it. I did. I well, I saw the 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 highlights of it. I did not read the entire piece, though. No. Yeah, okay. I assume you got an athletic account or got access to it, but I read it. It's kind of a long read, and it really shows the underbelly, the ugly underbelly of college sports and these handlers and attorneys coming out of the, mostly California and. All the people you don't know that have nothing to do with sports that aren't coaches. It's really ugly read for modern the modern state of college football. But you know, Bill, reading that Rashada stuff, they were going to pay him. Well, if, if he just shut up, he was going to get nine and a half million dollars out of Ruiz from Miami, and he overplayed his hand. I don't know if he got greedy or his, or his, or his posse got greedy, but um, you know, there's that too. I mean, you have to figure in when some of these guys hanging around one more year in college. Some of these dudes get a lot of money to, to be in college these days. Yeah, I mean, there may be kids who do stay based on that money. I mean, don't forget, how much was Bryce Young getting paid last year? It, he was, he was a million-dollar man, wasn't he? He was a million-dollar man. Yeah, I would think. They, they were, this stuff, for people who hadn't heard the numbers, Rashada was trying to get, what, $13.8 million out of Florida over the life of his deal. And his, as a, he was going to get 500000 up front and $250,000 a month as a freshman and going up and up. I mean, if you're doing, if you're making that kind of money, maybe a guy like Rattler should sit there hanging around. I bet he's not a uh, riding around in a Honda Civic over there. Until the Tennessee game and then the Clemson game, he didn't play that well, though. That's right. Right. I mean, that's, I mean maybe maybe he's thinking he can be. He can, there's a you know, double-edged sword to that. Maybe he could come back and not be good again. I don't know what he's thinking. I'm just there's a lot of teams in the NFL needing quarterbacks, Bill. I just think it should be a good year to come. Hey, uh, a couple of those knickknacks from more Tennessee focus, and I'll clear out, Bill. Uh, you know me, I like a, a, a funny nickname. I like a little yuck yuck. I was listening to some radio over here on the pretty side of the plateau yesterday. Good. I heard a new nickname for Heifel. I think you'll All like right. this one. Fat Spurrier. Whoa, a fat fat Spurrier? <laughs> well, he doesn't wear, wear a visor, but kind of kind of what it is, isn't it? What, do you mean just style passing the ball yeah, I mean, or what? Uh, uh, offensive mastermind going to ring you up for 45 points, pretty much walking out of the tunnel. Yeah, of course, but the he difference was. He doesn't throw a visor, and he doesn't give people quotes to use against Yeah, I, I think it's mainly just talking about the, the crazy innovative offense, just ringing, ring, just ringing 50 points up on everybody. Remember, remember right. how when Sparty was rolling, he just dumped 50 on everybody. True. The difference, of course, would be, you know, Spire had access to five-star talent on defense. And uh, I'm still wondering, Bill, is, is Hoffman going to get any kind of players on defense? I mean, I, I don't see how Griff's over there yucking it up and probably planning his next national championship semifinal uh, trip already. Is Hoffman ever going to get any kind of defensive horse to even give Georgia a game? Well, I mean, you can't, you can't beat Georgia scuffling around – you know, the transfer portal. I know they got some uh, good dudes coming out of the mid-state. That five-star dude, we finally – we're doing better in the mid-state. But if, I, it's just hard for me to imagine Heupel really ever taking out a ball cut unless he gets some uh, elite defensive players. Well, but it's physicality. The only team that Tennessee could not deal with physically was was Georgia. They could not. It, it was just – it was a tough matchup. 
Yeah, and going back to Spurrier, I mean, Spurrier had the Alex Browns of the world. I mean, Spurrier had elite talent on defense. For all he was doing on offense, I mean, he wasn't just throwing out. He wasn't playing uh, uh, Madden football, was it, with a bunch of three-star scrubs on defense. I mean, that's where Bob Stoops and all Bob Stoops yeah. and all that. That's all, that was all there with him. That's true. Coaching defense. Hey, Bill. Last thing for you here. I'd like to kind of come on and yuck it up about Stackhouse and Peabody and say RSR is going to lay it on them tomorrow night. But I mean, yeah, Vescovi's hurt. I think he's still fighting shoulder problems. I hate to say it. I mean, Peabody's live at home on a given night. I'm afraid uh, regular season Rick's going to poop the bed tomorrow night and the uh, commode doors are going to get a win. <laughs> Hang in there, boss, Bill. All right. <laughs> oh, me. I don't even know where to go with all that. I, am I supposed to process all that? I, I, I can't. Got another break here. Let's do it. Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's a Bill King Show. Horse, you know what kicks in right after recruiting? And it accelerates, and that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens. But if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. If it's the P5, the G5, or a neutral site game in Council Bluffs, the Bill King Show has it covered. charge you it came out i think yesterday for premium seating which means middle rows more money the ticket's going to be different if you want to sit in one of those rows did you see that i don't even know what it costs to go to a movie seriously i haven't been to a movie since the 80s and won't but i do know this because i watched the stock amc which is down in the sixes been beat way down for obvious reasons, but it can be volatile. Yesterday it was very volatile on the upside. I mean incredibly volatile on the upside. Bed, bath, and beyond, too, yesterday going nuclear. Now, the problem is everybody who bought that volatility and let's say even had options on it, after hours they announced they're doing an offering which means dilution, which means the thing tanked, and it's down in the threes right now. So everybody who jumped on board yesterday got crushed after hours, got annihilated. Jeff, too, says Bill Cosby's right. It's some research he did here on sake. Now, I've only had sake. I think I've had it cold once. I didn't really like it, and I've had it hot. Various times when I'm at a hibachi place or a sushi place, and it's been a while since I've been to one of those. But that's when I would get it. And it's always got to be in the winter. Don't want it when it's in the summer. But it was always heated up. And here's what Jeff Two pulled up. Although sake is usually served warm, it's also quite good chilled. Cheaper sake is often warmed to disguise its low-grade and premium sake is served chilled. I did not know that. I did not know that. 
So all these years when I'm eating uh, surf and turf at the hibachi place, and I get it's winter, it's cold, and I say, bring me out some warm, steamy sake. It's the it's the natty light level of sake. It's what you're telling me. They're charging premium price for it, but it's it's the cheap stuff. I didn't even know that. You know what? I'd still order it warm, though. Even though I now know the truth about it, I'd still order it that way. Georgia Dog, Bill Griff was on a station in Athens when he said that about Georgia Tech. No, Kev, Griff is going to get called into the Birmingham office, get a ruler across his knuckles, can't talk, uh, talk down the West like that. The SEC West can't do it. They took a few shots there. Few shots. Jeff, too, says we went to the movies as a family to see a 3D cartoon movie a few weeks ago. It was the first movie we'd been to as a family because our kids are young. For me, my wife, and our two young kids to go get tickets, drinks, and popcorn and snacks, it was $125. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. I'm used to going. Last time I went, I probably paid five bucks for a ticket. And that was in the 80s. You know, the last time I uh, went to a movie is when I was just getting into this business. And every day, my days weren't all that busy. And uh, the show would be at 5 in the afternoon. And in the very, very early days, I wasn't even on the show every day, like in 86, 87. And to occupy my time, some days, not many, but some days I would just find, because we were on Music Row, so I'd go somewhere five miles away to a theater and just pick a movie and go in there and watch it. Now, why? did I don't know. I'd never do that again. So midday, just to occupy, and then the movie would be over, and then I'd head on to the station. Because there was nothing. I mean, I, it was, I was not on the air every day in the very beginning. That's the last time I have been. Me and my wife, who have been married as of 22, we got married in 92, which is 30 years, have never been to a movie together. Never. And it's never been discussed between the two of us, hey, honey, let's go to a movie. Never. Never been a thing. And it will continue to not be a thing. Now, do I catch if something's on TV here on one of the many movie channels you get on cable or we have direct TV? Yeah, I mean, I'll stumble across something. I may pull it up and watch it for a few minutes. The kids always, when there's not sports on, like during the week, they'll pull up some kind of movie all the time. Oh, and my, and I'll say this, my wife and kids, I go to sleep before this, but on weekends at about 11, they'll go find a movie. They do that every weekend, and they'll sit up and watch it. I don't want to stay up, so I'll, 11, 12 o'clock, I'm, I'm down. They'll, they'll start a movie at midnight on a Saturday night. They do that all the time, which is, which is fantastic. They've, they've watched a million movies. Like that. 
me? Not at all. Tomorrow, Brett Ciancia, Blake Rafina, always good with their winners. Live Bob. ABC News.